hello. Welcome to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hi, Beth. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm tired. I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a crazy week. I feel like a lot of weeks are like busy or whatever, but last night, like literally I did not sleep at all. So I'm just exhausted and it's a big, busy week. So what about you? It's like freezing cold here. So cold. Like it was 20 something degrees in the morning. Yeah, I think we're in the 80s. It's awesome. (laughs) So nice. Yeah, it's awesome for me right now because it's finally not 100. Yes. Yes. And you don't don't like to be freezing cold either. So I don't like to be freezing cold and I don't like to be over 100 degrees either. So either of those. I think it got to like 48 here or something, uh, you know, the high today. But like in the night, it was like in the, the high was 48. The high was <laughs> wrong 48. with you people. You're crazy. And it's only October. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was an, oh, oh no, high 47. I was close. But it's 45 <laughs> oh, now. Oh no, 46. <laughs> okay, I, wrote, I looked at the right it's place. Worse by the minute. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so um, today we're talking about homeschool legislation or like being involved in advocating for ourselves as homeschoolers or for, um, you know, whatever that looks like, any alternative type of schooling. So I thought that would be cool if we share that information, like has your family been involved in advocating at all or in legislation at all? And we can kind of talk about our experiences with that. Are you asking me? Yeah, you. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, yes. We've absolutely been involved with some legislation in California um, and have gone to the Capitol. Um, it feels like a lot. Yes. Um, I know there's been different issues, though. I'm trying to remember how many times we may have been there for homeschooling issues specifically. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Lots of things relate to homeschooling, though, even though... <laughs> You know. Yep, I know. <laughs> Even <though laughs> those homeschoolers like to clump. So. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that was the term that our senator used then. <sighs> yeah. So same. We, my family has also been involved in a lot of um, advocacy, like legislation issues, um, in California before he moved, and. It's not like you just go one time. Even if you're speaking just on one specific bill. It can be that you are there every single Tuesday or every single Wednesday for several weeks, like speaking in various committees. And so it's not like, you know, you just show up once and you're done. It's like, oh, we were there for this bill, like, you know, a bunch of times in one legislative session that year or whatever. Yeah. And Um, it was amazing, honestly, as an adult um, to be able to be a part of that, even though it was hard a lot of times emotionally, you feel beat up, mm-hmm. but it was really neat to see the process because I did not learn enough of that in school. And so yeah. to be like, oh, oh, this is, oh, it goes before all these committees. And for, I just didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody else knows that. And I was the only one that didn't <laughs> know, but it was really neat for the kids to, the kids were there with us every time and yeah. learning along with us and, and being able to speak also. It was really, a really amazing experience for learning about our government. Yeah, for sure. And like homeschooling is legal in all 50 states. Um, it isn't legal in a lot of countries. And so we're lucky if, if we're in the, you know, if you live in the U.S., you're lucky because homeschooling is legal. Um, but education is regulated at the state level. So 
many states have laws that are very cumbersome that made you know that make it really difficult to homeschool in a variety of ways. Um, others really have no laws regarding homeschooling. You move to that state, you never tell anybody you're there, you never report anything, you don't keep track of anything, you don't have to do anything. So just depending upon which state you're in, if you're in the U.S. Um, and always, like I always like to say, you know, check your state laws. Like you can look at HSLDA, uh, Homeschooling Legal Defense Association. Um, but the laws, like seriously, some of the states are so tricky. Like in California, it's pretty simple because you have to file your public or your private school affidavit, so your PSA every October, like between October first and fifteenth, and it's super simple. From you do that online. You keep your records, which is just like your samples and um, your um, course of study, which is like just pull out your table of contents from the beginning of your, you know, whatever workbooks you're using. Um, that's an easy way to do that. And then keep attendance, which can be as simple as you have a calendar on your wall that says like, um, you know, we did some learning every day and you just put a check mark on every day or whatever, however you choose to do that. It doesn't have to be super difficult. Or I know a lot of people in California also um, who file the PSA do a, a calendar and they just mark if their child is absent from homeschooling, like they were sick all day and they, you know, literally did not learn anything. So like, oh, they were absent this one day or whatever, but it's pretty simple. And so while California is, is kind of listed as, um, not like a super is easy state when you look at how the states are as far as which states are difficult for homeschooling. Um, California's listed as not a super easy one. You do have to file every year or whatever. And there are other choices for homeschooling there. You know, there are charter schools and anyway, so obviously check your state laws. Um, but the laws can include registering. It can include, um, counting hours, which that's what my state has. My new state has. Um, it can include counting days. It can include taking tests or submitting cur submitting curriculum plans to a school district, keeping a portfolio, having a homeschool assessment, um, like keeping attendance and medical records. Um, obviously, like your portfolio samples, most states are, you know, it's recommended that you keep those. Um, but there are a lot of like variations because it is, a, you know, regulated at the state level. There are a lot of variations between the states in the U.S. as far as what you need. So make sure that you're checking your state law through HSLDA. The sponsor of today's podcast is actually me, Beth, the co-host of Peaceful Homeschool Podcast and the author of the book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe. It's a book to help you learn how to homeschool without losing your mind. It's currently available on Amazon and soon will be available on Audible if you prefer to listen to books. You can find the link to the book in the show notes or on homeschoolvibe.com. While you are there, you can sign up to receive the free printable weekly homeschool tracker. Thank you for supporting the Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Let's get back to the show. And in some states like California, homeschooling is not even really an actual option because when you are um, homeschooling independently, you are actually file, filing as a private school. And so, so you're filing, filing your private school affidavit and you have to uh, adhere to the laws that govern private schools. So then it gets tricky because like Beth said, when we were going in for um, 
various bills, some of the bills actually were, you know, addressing private schools. So there was one year, um, I mean, both of our families have been attending um, different hearings and just going through, you know, going to different legislative sessions since 2015. But I remember one year where the bill that was up was like, the fire marshal could come into every <laughs> private school, which included all homeschools, could go into every private school and do like safety checks anytime they wanted. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, make, wasn't it something like you'd have to have it handicap accessible or something in your house? stuff. And like, like you'd have to have your um, <clears throat> spray shooty thing. What is that? Fire, thing hyd- fire, not hydrant. Oh, fire, <laughs> You have to have house. a fire hydrant in your kitchen. No, uh, extinguisher. Fire extinguisher, yes. <laughs> it was like a bunch of different things. Like, okay, nobody has to go into any public schooler's house to do safety checks on their house anytime they want. Like, they don't, you don't have to allow the fire marshal into your house anytime they want. Like, it's just so weird. But that's it's like they were technically that was being... um used to govern private schools that's what the bill was for but because in california homeschoolers actually fall under as private schools that would have applied to all homeschoolers as well and we're like what the heck no like that's that's not cool dude anyway but the good thing is i mean i will say as best said like sometimes it is like emotionally exhausting to be there. We have been there through so many legislative sessions where it's just like you feel defeated and you feel like, you know, you're not treated well, whatever. But there have been some times where we've attended, not as many, um, where the bills have been struck down, you know, they have been vetoed or they have been just not passed along. Um, and so in those cases, you're like, woo, we actually had a little victory. And, you know, every once in a while you think, like, are they just throwing us that victory so that next time, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll act a, like they treated us nicely? It's honestly, though, it was a lot. There was a lot of immaturity that I was not expecting from politicians. Yes. And I don't know why I didn't I didn't expect that because, you know, they have a reputation. So I don't know why. <laughs> but I mean, the things like turning off their conditioning in the hallways while we were mm-hmm. in a line of crowded halls and um and then some of the people on the good guy side whatever i don't know good guy bad guy whatever (laughs) on the side that like like we were there you know hoping to win or whatever they were letting people in their offices that were cool and letting people have water and and then there's other times yeah it was crazy and and then there'd be like other times where a bunch of dads would show up with cases of cold water for everybody and it was really neat to see all the sides of it, but it was kind of appalling at the same time to see how mean people could be to yeah. like families in the halls and stuff yeah. and children and stuff like that. But yeah. it was eye opening, very eye opening. For, sure. For sure. And I mean, the fact that we were able to bring our kids was awesome. I, it yeah. also made it really hard, but it also was awesome because our kids learned so much and they learned so much about standing up for themselves and about being able to, you know, speak up when something's something government is going, you know, a way that they're like, no way, get real. Like it's yeah. that's the time that we stand up. Yeah. And they have a voice. We all have a voice and we're supposed to have that voice. Yeah. We are the people, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we the people. 
We are, yeah. we are the people. <laughs> we are the people. But like you were saying too, like I didn't really know, like, <laughs> I, you know, I guess I'm laughing because you said we are the people. We are the people. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know a lot about how the process worked either. Like when we first started going, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to show up to this hearing. And I know for some people, like showing up at a state capitol for a protest or to, you know, speak or whatever could be very overwhelming to even think about that. But there are so many other ways that you can stand up for your rights without having to show up at the capitol. And plus, we were lucky in that we lived close enough to the capitol that we could get there. But some people live, you know, many, many, many hours away from their state capitol. Um, and people did take buses, busloads of people came up and it was incredible. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. Sorry, it's making me cry because I'm crazy. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> it was really inspiring though. It was so it was. cool. I mean, no. moms with babies, like wearing their babies and trying to, you know, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And like, seeing that those people like left before the crack of dawn to get on their bus to be there in time for, you know, committee hearings or whatever, and then have them just treated like garbage by legislators and, you know, people who worked for the legislators. It's, I mean, it honestly was, like you said, very eye-opening in so many ways, but also to think of like all of us and all of the people who live so far away and, Everybody who was willing to take that time out to go and stand up for their rights, like, it's inspiring for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. The, uh, sorry, I, I sidetracked us on the, you're about to go into the other ways well, I, you can do it if you can't make it there. Because it is really hard to make yeah. it there. Like, even when I lived close by, there were times I couldn't get there and I wanted yeah. to. So, For sure. And so some of the other ways are, um, you know, you can, you can email your senator or your representative you can, um, or your senator or your assembly member, um, both of which are your representatives, you can email them. You, can, If you go onto your state's website, you will be able to find that information. Um, you can call each of them. You can go visit their office, offices, either at the Capitol or in your district, wherever you live. Um, there are a lot of ways. You can handwrite a letter or you can do, like Beth and I were able to do, Besides making tons of phone calls and emails and sharing it with other people so that, you know, you could kind of get other people on board, too, we were able to go to the Capitol. Um, but yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a big worded thing. If you're nervous about phone call, you know, even doing the calls, I'm not a yeah. big fan of doing the calls. I, I think they're important. So but I mean, I don't like doing them. But anyway, you just <laughs> and you just do it. It's like really simple. It's just yeah. like, hi, my name is so and so. I want the senator to know that I oppose this bill and whatever the bill number is. Yeah. And that is, that's it. Yep. And they're done. The call's over. So, yeah, I agreed. And, and so even if that feels like, you know, daunting or whatever, like Beth said, it is not, it's not a hard thing to do. Um, and there are so many bills introduced, you know, throughout the country every year that affect homeschooling or schooling issues in, in some way. Um, and a lot of times, especially, I mean, this was happening before we had COVID, you know, for since 2015, but especially now, you know, I wonder how much more regulation there's, you know, is going to try to be set upon homeschooling laws and education laws because homeschooling has become so much more prevalent since 2020. Um, 
you know, I wonder if we're going to have a lot more bills introduced to further regulate that. Um, but anyway, if if those bills are introduced, that doesn't mean that they automatically just become a law. And so, like, when we first started this, I didn't really know a lot about the process. So kind of having that sort of background, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to research this and I'm going to figure out what, it's, you know, what it what it entails and what steps we can take to help stop it as well. Um, so like in California, like the bills are introduced, the legislators then go around, you know, they kind of are like, Hey, I decided that I think all homeschoolers should, you know, have a fire hydrant in their kitchen or something. <laughs> we'll just pretend that that's the one. Um, but if, I mean, if that was really what they want, then they go around to the other senators or assembly members and they're like, hey, I really want you to, you know, support my bill and here's why and whatever. And sometimes it's literally like, uh, I'll support your bill if you'll support this other bill that I have. And, you know, they're there kind of, you know, doing favors for each other in whatever ways. And it really makes it so that, you know, they're getting support that maybe if that senator or assembly member had really looked into the into the issue, they may or may not have supported it. Um, anyway, so they get support from other legislators. If the bill originates in the assembly, then it has to go through the assembly committees. Um, so usually what we've attended would be like the education committee um, or the appropriations committee if it's going to cost money and cost the government money. Um, so. The cool thing is when it goes to like the education committee, you know, people get up there, they speak their piece for both sides, and then they open it up to the public. Usually there are some cases or not cases. There are some times where they're like, we don't want to open this up to the public or we only want to allow phone, you know, the public to comment by phone. But Beth and I have been there with our kids many times and literally what Beth just said that you say on the phone is the same thing usually, which is the only thing they'll allow you to say in person, which is you walk up to the microphone and you say, you know, my name is Emma and I oppose, you know, SB, whatever, Senate bill, whatever, or assembly bill, whatever. Um, and that's it. You walk away. They don't usually let you say anything more. Um, but the cool thing was, is that our kids even got to do that. And that was a really cool lesson, especially as homeschoolers, to be like, here's how the government process actually works in person. And my kids have spoken a bunch of times. I know your kids have spoken a bunch of times. Um, so it's pretty it was, awesome. It was cool, too. And the, the older kids were able to even like um, my son and um, his friend were there and they said, um, you know, their name or whatever. And then they're like, I'm a homeschooler. And uh -huh. to see these really well-spoken, smart homeschool kids yep. representing it was really neat too. It wasn't yeah. only, you know, it was these cool kids doing it too. It was really yeah. neat. For sure. That's so. the other thing is a lot of times you can say how you're affiliated or who you yeah. are basically. So you can say your name and what or who you are or whatever. But sometimes you have mean people that won't let you say anything. That other is true. Than... <laughs> and then they'll turn off the microphone, which is not kind. Yeah. Um, but so after, at that point, the members of the committee, the committee members for the education committee could be swayed to not let that bill proceed. So at that point, depending upon people that showed up, people that spoke, you know, whatever, how many people have written in or called in or emailed in ahead of time, that bill can stop right then and not go on any further. Or it can be signed by everybody, you know, everybody else can sign it and say, yep, it's all good, let's move it on. And so if they vote to, to move it on, then it goes on to the next committee, which say is the appropriations committee. 
in that case, it's the exact same thing. We show up that week and we speak all over again and we're like, here, we support this or we oppose this. And so we've been there times when there have been thousands of people opposing bills. Yeah. Um, and so again, that's another chance for the bill to be stopped right then in that next committee. It can be stopped if enough of, if enough of the uh, assembly members or senators, you know, don't sign it, then it doesn't move on. So there are many chances throughout the life of a bill for regular human citizen people that the government is supposed to be representing to stand up and speak, you know, and we have found for sure, just as a group of homeschoolers, because a lot of people from my group would come, um, that a lot of times the senators and assembly members have no idea what they're talking about when they're supporting mm -hmm. these bills. They're like, oh, basically, like, I'm just supposed to be supporting this bill. And we're like, yeah. wait, that's not even what homeschooling is. Why are you saying that's what homeschoolers do? Like, have you ever met a homeschooler? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, that was eye-opening, too, to see how how many of them did not even know what it was they were supporting yeah. and what bills they were passing, which was disheartening as well. Yeah. It's um, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, I mean, the bills can be stopped at any committee level and not moved forward that year. So once they, once they get stopped that year, they can't be reintroduced that year. They can't be, you know, come back until the following year. Um, and so like in California, it would be around April and I have like memories every April <laughs> of like, here we are at the Capitol. Here we are at the Capitol. Like every week, here's what we do. And but that's the time to be involved. And, you know, once the bill gains like too much traction, like at that point, the ball is rolling really, really fast and it's harder to stop it. But if you can stop it before then, if you can, you know, garner support and get other people to help you, it's really a good time to like visit your representatives, you know, write the letters or emails or send phone, not send phone calls, uh, make phone calls. Um, or you can show up, you know, during public comment um, but anyway, so if it does pass through committee, it will go to the assembly floor. It then has, it has to go to the other house as well. So it'll go through Senate committee, go to the Senate floor, whatever has to happen, depending upon which side it originates in. Um, but, and if it's like confusing our state site, I don't know about other states. It does have it on the website for the state. Mm -hmm. the where it's at like so if you're yes. confused about where the bill's at it tells you what's happening next what it's already gone through and so right. you can track it there because it can be really overwhelming to try yes. and figure out where it's going and where it's been so yeah. you can on the california state website you can check that i imagine yeah. the other states are similar i'd imagine i would that, think but... so i would think so um and then usually on there too it'll have like a um kind of a synopsis of what the bill really means because the bills can be like 20 gazillion words and it's so hard to like really figure out what they're trying to say and so yeah. reading the syn synopsis makes it a little bit more clear so you can go oh here's what they're actually trying to do in terms of regulating homeschooling this year yeah and it'll show you too um what revisions have been made too because a lot of times the starting bill is totally mm -hmm. different than the ending bill they For revise sure. it and chop it up yeah. And add things. They add surprise things sometimes that you're not yes. expecting. <laughs> yeah. That's not like, fun. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is that even some bills that were passed were passed with amendments that 
probably would not have happened had there not been such a huge public response to the yeah. original bill. So that's that's another way that you can kind of help, um, you know, guide the legislative proce- process in your state is that if tons of people are standing up, even if the bill passes, sometimes it will pass with amendments that make it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Um, and also, even if you are not a homeschooler yet or you're in that beginning stage, something to be aware of that I think a lot of people and I'm guilty of this myself with other bills for other reasons. Like if it wasn't affecting me right then, I didn't even bother to look at it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we have to think more long term than that. And like, so you might be like, well, I don't need to worry about any of these bills because I am a public schooler or whatever. And we're happy with that. Well, what if it changes? What if it changes and your grandchildren don't fit in in public school and they need to be homeschooled or whatever it is? We need everyone to have the right to have the freedom to choose what works best for them, whether it's public school, a charter school homeschool, whatever, private school, whatever it is, we've got to protect those freedoms for everybody. Yeah. So let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids. Well, you can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Agreed. And and actually, quite a few of the bills that you and I spoke at or and with our kids didn't even directly affect us. Yeah. And later down the line, they might because a lot of times those bills become laws and then they kind of open the door to making more cumbersome, you know, legislation. And it's just like a, you know, rolling stone. Then it's just like keeps gathering more and more moss until it becomes so overly regulated that you don't even recognize what it was in the beginning. I mean, you and I both know that it's not always easy to be there. It's not always easy to stand up. It's, you know, I don't like to make, (laughs) it's not, I know. I don't like to make the phone calls. Like those times that we, like, I can specifically remember one really heinous time where we were in the halls with literally thousands of other Mm -hmm. people and they had turned off the AC on us. Um, They told us, you know, that we had to be like completely silent. So imagine all of these parents with their kids in the halls, thousands of people, and they're like, oh yeah, you have to be silent. You know, we're gonna kick you out, whatever. And we're sitting there like our kids are just quietly playing, sitting on the floor of the Capitol Mm -hmm. for hours. We were there that day, I don't remember, eight hours, seven hours or eight hours, something like that. I don't know, we've been there a ridiculous, (laughs) Yeah, a ridiculous amount of time. And we had like, brought, you know, snacks that weren't messy so we wouldn't make a mess in the Capitol and like quiet toys and games and activities for our kids to play. And, you know, we were like, we're going to be heard, like we're going to be here and be heard. And, you know, it's just like them (laughs) turning off the AC and the halls are just sweltering or whatever. And, you know, we, we did not want to be there. It's not like we're like, yes, this is our life's goal is to stand in these like disgusting, sweaty halls for eight hours with our kids. Like, yeah. no, but we knew and, that it was important to us. 
Yeah. I mean, my anxiety would be through the roof, like to, you know, this public speaking is not my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it was like so stressful, but I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't change it. I, I'd yeah. be there again, you know? Yeah. And, well, and but yeah. And two, like there were, you know, quite a few times where there were insults like thrown mm -hmm. at a lot of us and like senators and assembly members like looking at us like we were the enemy and uh -huh. all we were doing was they're taking part in the government process like that's yeah. what people are supposed to do like the government is supposed to represent the people the government the government is supposed to work for the people mm -hmm. and so for the people of the government to be angry at us for for participating in that process is fairly ridiculous yeah. if you ask me there were unkind things said to children yes. that were being well behaved by yes. adults uh, th th these adults that worked at the capitol yeah it was so bizarre and it was really bizarre too as i remember one of the senators was saying he received some threats and stuff mm -hmm. and that um he was scared of <laughs> it's so funny because when you're there and you see the reality of it and like that's all these like mostly moms and their kids and sometimes the dads because it's during the day and a lot of dads are at work right whatever like and yeah. um is like and like they were all being kind, even if people saw the senator and didn't like him, people were not being mean. No. And then he's acting like oh, scared. So yes. it was like really bizarre. I'm just like, are we in another planet? Like, what is going on? This doesn't even make sense. It was totally weird. And yes, then you'd see the really nice staff members, like that one sweet guy that um that was the guard him. guy or whatever that yes. was like letting the people in he was an angel and he just had like tears streaming down his face one of the yes. times just because he saw how everyone was so affected and he was apologetic and kind and yeah so it's like that you see the best and the worst there yeah. and for sure it's really bizarre yeah but, but don't let that worst part like put you off because beth yeah. and i are like regular normal old moms with our normal old kids and we could show up there and we could take time out of our week and like I know there were plenty of times where I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm canceling going on this field trip and being the organizer of the group, that was pretty lame because I'd usually organize the field trips, but I'm like, not going on that field trip and I have to cancel my daughter's therapy and we're not going to this park day and we're not doing this, whatever, because we're going to be at the Capitol and we're going to budget money for parking because they're crazy parking costs down there and for gas and like all of that, it was all worth it because we weren't going to just roll over and say, whatever you decide for us government we know you're you have our best interests at heart we're like we need to stand up for ourselves and especially to help educate the senators and representatives who were voting on these issues if they didn't even know what they were voting on but they were willing to just you know pass things along and support them at least if they were voting and we were able to educate them on what homeschooling really looked like you know it, that's all we could do yeah. And so I think that it's important for us to be sure that we're doing that and that we're taking part in our, the government process and that we're teaching our kids to do that as well. Yeah. And it's not fun, but we owe it to our kids and our future grandkids to do it. For sure. <laughs> like really, it's for everyone to do it. And it's, yeah. it's not fun. I don't like politics and <laughs> <laughs> it hurts my soul. Yep. Oh my <laughs> gosh, same. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it for you know, keeping freedoms. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so the quote that I like for this one this week is stand up for what you believe in, even if it means standing alone. And like, there were some times, like I said, that we stood up in the halls, like with thousands of people, it was like, what did they say? Like the largest 
like number of people that they'd had at the Capitol or whatever. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, I can't remember what the actual thing was, but it was like for many, many, many years or ever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say since the sixties or something like that, but I can't remember if that's accurate. Yeah, I can't remember either, yeah. but it's like, so sometimes there were tons of us. There was one time during COVID or maybe it was in 2021 um, that my kids and I showed up for an educational bill. And there was like, I don't know, maybe 50 people there total. And it was like, oh my gosh, there's hardly anybody here to speak up. But I'm like, even if, and even knowing that I would eventually leave the state, it was still important for me to stand up and to have my kids stand up because it's important to other people's kids too, not just my own. And I mean, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, anyway, so sometimes it does feel like you're standing up alone and people online are just horrible and like, you know, going to berate you for it or whatever and still worth it. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's about it for today. Like, don't be afraid, but be sure that you are standing up because especially in light of, you know, all of the, like the growth like homeschooling has grown so much so quickly since COVID, especially that I'm just worried that, you know, it's going to mean that we will have a lot more, um, you know, laws coming, bills coming down that become laws and whatever. And if we're standing up against them, then hopefully, you know, we can actually have the government have laws that represent us as homeschoolers instead of them just saying, we're going to legislate you the way that we think is best. And you have to abide by those laws. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and would like to help us to continue producing the show, the biggest thing you can do is to rate and share the show. If you can support the show financially with a small one-time donation or monthly support, you can find links to Buy Me a Cup of Coffee or Patreon in the show notes. Any little bit helps us to cover the monthly costs of the show. We are so grateful for you. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 